Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories. Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast. I'm Teacup, also known as Austin. And I am Ben of Tamaria. All right. Well, Ben, what do we have for today? So for today, just like how last week we discussed, we went over the Jedi Order, this week we are going over the Sith. So the other main faction in the Star Wars universe that we see. Yes. So with the Sith, um, so starting off in Legends, there is a pretty big difference that we see from the Sith we see in Legends and then we go into the canon. So in the legends, the Sith was actually an ancient uh, species that was on and developed on the planet Korriban, which if you know from Star Wars history, Korriban was typically known as the birthplace of the Sith as a species or even as a culture for the dark side. So the species was extremely power powerful in the dark side of the force. Over thousands of years, they their culture developed, they built an empire to where what we see in legends as the Sith Empire at some at one point. Later in their in this in the species of the Sith in their history, there was a powerful Sith king, Adus, who ruled the uh, who ruled for centuries until the Rakata invasion on Korriban. So as I said back in our first episode, how the Rakata were the creators of the quote-unquote proto-saber in Legends, they invaded Korriban to overtake the uh, Sith species since they were both Force-sensitive species to be the dominant race. Um, And then... With the Sith themselves, the Sith species, they have a long lifespan, coursing over a couple hundred years. Um, Now, we do see in Legends, there is a Jedi you can meet, or not Jedi, but a Sith you can meet named Lord Scourge, who he's lived over way over, I don't even remember how many years, I think over 500, 500 years or something like that. Uh, from the Star Wars Revan book. And then you see him in Star Wars Old Republic. With that, with the invasion of Korriban from the Rakata, this is where King Adis actually learned how to create holocrons from the Rakata and how they were able to use space travel. So holocrons were actually 
developed up by the ricotta and then the sith species took that over and that's kind of how the the first holocrons were developed so and then the jedi eventually adopt the holocrons in their own manner in their own style compared to the sith and then um that's also how the sith empire grew as well as a culture is through the space of travel thanks to the ricotta but then yeah so so the ricotta are still they're still canon i think they're still canon Hmm. it's interesting because so i mean their big thing is in kotor with the Mm -hmm. star forge and so Mm -hmm. yeah it'll be interesting to see how that changes and what they do with that yeah they were the creators of the star forge they uh were a dominant empire in the galaxy way before anything else in which we get a lot of that story in kotor one and then we do get some remnant stories of the ricotta in uh, star wars the old republic mmo as well mm. uh, but then uh eventually uh the sith species actually after driving the Grakata from Korriban, uh, after a long conflicts, the Sith hijacked some of their ships and spread the, sh- uh, spread the Sith species to Zayest, uh, Tund, and Malachor V. So by taking over some of the Grakata ships, the Sith species then moved from Korriban across the galaxy. That way they can grow more of a species. And after they drove off the Ricotta, King Adas uh, lost his life. So their one beloved king that ruled for centuries eventually perished. And then um, as we were talking about how the the Ricotta is a major influence in KOTOR 1, same as the Sith, uh, the Ricotta actually left a star map on Korriban and possibly the origin of the title of Darth while on Korriban. So in KOTOR 1, you eventually, your whole goal is to gather all these map pieces from these Starge Forges on, or star maps on different planets to go find the Star Forge. Uh, so you can re- uh, see what Revan and Malak were doing before the conflict that you have in KOTOR 1. Right. Which, if you haven't played KOTOR, it's a great game. It's such a great game. And then, um, eventually, also, after all that has gone through with uh, the star map on Korriban, possibly the origins of the title of the Darth, exiled Jedi actually found Korriban and were greeted by the Sith race. So the, just like in our second episode in our last episode how there was like a the dark jedi that splintered off from the jedi order themselves they eventually found korriban and interacted with the cis species and that's where the dark jedi eventually became what we know as the sith so the exile jedi then eventually formed an alliance with the sith rulers second in command to overthrow the sith king and claim dominant dominion over the Sith. So 
the Dark Jedi that eventually become the Sith basically became the dominance. They're, they, they're mostly human. They literally dominate the Sith race to where the, uh, the human population is the dominant species on Korriban to where the Sith still had a high regard and status, but not as high regard as what all the humans were. And then the Sith and the Jedi do have countless wars over the centuries. Um, eventually, the Sith do create a Sith Academy on Korriban. Uh, you see it in KOTOR 1, where you can visit it and you actually do some missions on Korriban. That's how you have to go get the starter map, is to become a quote-unquote Sith. And then um, when you play Star Wars Old Repub- uh, the Old Republic MMO... Your Sith Warrior and Sith Inquisitor characters actually start on Korriban as your starting planet that you go to. And there's a Sith Academy on those as well. But then uh, conflicts, such conflicts would be uh, the Great Hyperspace War, the conflict on Onderon, which we see in Star Wars The Old Republic, the Great Sith War, the Craft Holy Crusade, and the Jedi Civil War. But, and then there's always countless, countless conflicts over the centuries with the Jedi and the Sith, since they are always immortal enemies between the two. Right. And then after 300 years after the Jedi Civil War, the Sith, thought to be gone, uh, came back stronger and attacked the Republic, which is the Old Republic. Uh, and that's what started uh, the events of. Uh, Star Wars Old Republic they all all the Jedi thought they were gone they come back in full force with their numbers in the thousands and attack the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and that is one of the sackings of Coruscant Temple and that's why the Jedi eventually um, move their base of operations to their original planet on Tython right and then with the new Sith Empire um, coming out of extinction, basically, uh, the leader is controlled by someone named the Emperor. So if you ever play Star Wars Old Republic, you get this. And you even reading some of the Legends books, you get mentions of the Emperor. The Emperor, like, who is the Emperor? Well, in Old Republic, spoilers, if you haven't played it, the game's 10 years old now. Um, the emperor goes by the name of Darth Vitiot, or he also goes by Valkorion, who is basically an immortal being who was human, becomes immortal through the dark side of power of the force, um, and basically can eradicate an entire planet just to feed his hunger. Just like how, um, if you play KOTOR 2, there's Darth Nihilus who can feed off the life force of any anybody in the surroundings to sustain himself. Right. So that is what I re- have in the Legends of the Sith. Is there anything you want to add, Austin? Um, there's not a lot. Uh, I haven't really delved that much into the Sith from the Legends material. I do know that there are several books on different offshoots of the Sith. I think that one big point about legends that 
kind of gets confusing a little bit is that the Sith is both a race and a belief system. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you could be a Sith, like a racially, like, and biologically a Sith, like Lord Scourge is, like um, there are other uh, dark side Jedi or darks, like pure blood Siths or what they're called. Um, Mm -hmm. And or you can be a Sith that's like following the Sith order and the belief and what comes out all of that. Or, and just because you're a dark side user doesn't mean that you are a Sith. Yes. Yeah. Um, you have to go through, you know, extensive training to be dubbed a Sith compared to someone just being a dark side user. We see this in canon, just like the in canon, we have the Inquisitors who, yes, they use the dark side of the force. Um, Yes, they're dark side users, but they're not given the title of Sith because they don't get that extensive training to become a full-fledged Sith. Right. But in canon, there's there's other reasons why that is in canon, um, which we'll go here in a couple in a couple minutes here. But um, yeah, in canon or in, in legends, we yeah, it's both a belief system and a race. Just like um, I was actually listening to one of your guys's uh, Dragon Age lore cast episodes about the Canari and talking about the Canari, mm-hmm. where it's the same thing: it's a race and a belief system. Yes. Um, yes, I think I'm. Shelby will probably correct me when I say this, but I think <laughs> that there is. There is an actual name for like the Kunari race, but I don't think we actually know it. But it's something mm-hmm. that, like they refer to them. Mm-hmm. It's Kasith. Um, oh, okay. I just remembered. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what we get in Legends. It's a lot of fun stuff, and I, I'm, it's it's going to be it's interesting to see the differences and what they and what we might get in the future of Star Wars if they bring back the Sith race. Would be very interesting. Yes. So you want to go ahead and take our mid break? Yeah, let's go ahead and go to that. All right. All right. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about all things that don't have to do with the lore of Star Wars regarding the podcast. Um, and so we just want to take this time to, uh, those of you who have left us reviews, uh, thank you. They help a lot. And if you like our show, if you like to support us, you like what we do, what we say, there are two great ways to support us. The first is to tell other people about the podcast. If you have friends who are big Star Wars nerds, like, and you really love our podcast, just say, Hey, you should listen to this podcast. Or you, if you have a Spotify account or an Apple account, you can go there and leave us a review. And that really helps boost the show and get people more to discover the show. And when they see us rated well, they're like, oh, okay, this is a show of quality when they see that. Um, You don't have to listen on Spotify or Apple to leave us a review. You just need an account. Uh, And if you leave us a five-star review with some words on Apple, we will read it on a future episode of the show. Yes, yes, we will. And that's all I have. Do you have anything to add? 
Um, I mean, you can also follow us on Twitter at SW Hollow right. Histories. So you can always do that and support the show that way. Um, tell your friend. You can, like Awesome was saying, best way is to word of mouth. So on Twitter, you can just retweet or just let everybody know who follows you to check out our podcast. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's get back into it. All right. All right, good. So we've talked about the legends. So let's dive into what has actually been said about the Sith in canon. So, yeah, we get a little bit more. Um, goes more into the modern stuff that we see in Star Wars currently. So as far as the origins of the Sith in canon, uh, the origins is the Sith were just an ancient order of Force widows devoted to the dark side of the Force. We don't have like what we see in legends where there was a Sith race who were already attuned to the dark side compared to what we have in canon. It's more of just the belief of the system um, where they just call themselves Sith. Now, I will say we'll probably get a little bit more context here with the High Republic stuff that's coming out. Um, I know Disney, I believe, had, they did announce they have a show called Star Wars Acolyte in the works, which is supposed to be more of the dark side of the Force and probably go a bit more in the origins of the Sith in that show. Um, but we still don't know too much about the show as of yet. Right. But uh, a thousand years before the Clone Wars, uh, Rogue Jedi left the Order to relocate on Korriban in the Outer Rim, and, and then they became the Sith Order. So that is the same, just like in Legends, where there was Jedi who did not believe the Jedi Order. They splintered off to want to become their own things, and then pursued the dark side of the Force when they fa- uh, landed on Corbin. And then um, later through, towards the end of the Old Republic era, with all the infighting in the Sith Order, Darth Bane, who created the Rule of Two, states that there will only be two Sith at a time. So in Legends, we get this in Legends too. Like Sith, it's just in their nature to go after one another, to further their goals, to further their power. Um, that's how a lot of Darths gain their power. And become Darths, they were eventually once apprentices, killed their masters, and basically took their titles. Um, and with all this infighting, it was basically making the Sith practically destroying themselves and making themselves go extinct. And with Darth Bane, when he saw all this, with his leadership and his status in the Sith Order created the role too to where there should be only two Sith prominent at a time. And the Sith that remained um, all the way up when we get to like episode one, we had Darth Sidious, Darth Maul. They were in hiding before um, episode one of uh, Phantom Menace. And then the Phantom Menace being, you know, Darth Maul. Right. Uh, the Sith are devoted to the dark side of the force. And they do have a Sith code. So just like the Jedi, uh, they do have a code that they follow. And that Sith code states, peace is a lie. 
there is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall free me. So with the Sith Code, it with compared to the Jedi, the Jedi say they don't don't let attack uh, don't let emotions rule you. With the Sith, it's complete opposite. They they use their emotions to fuel their power, their their fighting, and to basically get to where they want to be. Um, we see this in Anakin at the end of Revenge of the Sith, where you know Dark Sidious turns Anakin to the dark side. Anakin, the, his whole point on joining Sidious is to save Palpatine or to save Padme from dying and he was hoping the dark side of the force would allow him to do that well we all know that doesn't happen but using that power using that his emotions he gained great power but i believe we said this in the last episode the dark side does have its side effects to where it does drain you of your life force it does drain you of your vitality uh, we see this in Dark Sidious, where the more he uses his Force Lightning, you know, the decrepit he becomes, basically. <laughs> right. I think with me, it's so interesting because you have you have like this code, like passion, I gain strength, which is like in such opposition with the Jedi code of like. Uh, there is no emotion, there is peace. But at the same way, like the Jedi and the Sith are all about control of your emotions still, because Mm -hmm. they know that like a Sith isn't out of control in their rage or passion. It's always directed. It's always like they're under control. They're in power of their rage and their passion and their anger. Um, In fact, a lot of the ways like the Sith goad their opponents is to make them irrationally angry and i think that like that's one of the reasons that obi-wan eventually triumphs over anakin because obi-wan is so determined in his purpose and even though he is so emotional and he's so distraught in his battle with anakin he's not losing control whereas anakin is not in control of his emotions and so eventually obi-wan is able to think clearly and best Anakin because of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a thing where they're kind of like two sides of the same coin. They both seek to master a control of their emotion where the only difference really is the Jedi reject emotion for a sense and like calming of the mind, whereas the Sith embrace it and assert power over it, over their emotion. Yeah, and we also see a lot in Clone Wars with that aspect, too. I mean, in Clone Wars, we do see Anakin towards the later seasons, like seasons five through seven, um, really get control his emotions controlling him instead of him controlling his emotions. Um, But we also see it in Maul, like Maul, his emotion, he is, he uses his emotion for his strength, but when it comes to Kenobi, when it comes to Obi-Wan, he loses all sense of reason. And that's why I think Obi-Wan, I mean, honestly, best small majority of the time is because 
Maul just becomes irrational with everything when it when he sees Obi-Wan. Right. He really does. I mean, it's just he can't he can't really control it and that's what ultimately is his like downfall and why he's able to be bested by you know even Ahsoka is able to hold her own when she's talented in her own right, but Anakin is so conflicted about what to do about Ahsoka that he can't harness the power like he should. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that I think that's part of where it gets with that. Um, and it's a good point of understanding the difference between the Jedi and the Sith. Mm-hmm. So Back with the rule of two, the rule of two does ensure the relationship between the master and apprentice was not of trust, but of to find a sign of weakness in one over another. So like how I was saying earlier, how most Darths become Darths because they strike down their own master is because they don't trust their master. They don't trust whoever they're following or vice versa because it's the whole code is to gain power. So it's not of trust like the Jedi are. Right. And we see this in, Oh shoot. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, we kind of, we do see it in like return of the Jedi really, but that was more of Anakin slash Vader fulfilling his destiny. Finally. And taking down the Emperor. Right. Um, we don't really get see a whole lot of it in the canon with the Master and the Apprentice. I mean, we kind of get it maybe in Clone Wars when it comes to um, so- uh, Maul and Savage Oppress. Um, Savage does try to take out Maul multiple times, but that's only because Maul tells him to. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so the only thing we know, so the Sith race is in canon, but we don't know much about them. So the Sith share the same name with a red-skinned species. That's it. There is nothing else in the Star Wars canon that we know of the Sith species, besides they existed at some point of time. Right. And then eventually the Sith home of Korriban was renamed Moraband. And then uh, the Sith did build, the ancient Sith did build the Valley of Sith Lords on Moraband uh, to tomb ancient Sith Lords. So just like we, we see this kind of in, I'm trying to think in the canon of Star Wars. Um, we don't really see Moraband to... I don't think we see Moraband actually in the canon, and even in Clone Wars. Right. No. Um. Yeah, we do. Do um, we? Clone, Clone Wars. The Yoda Chronicles. Oh, that's right. He does go to Moraband in the Clone... Okay. That's right, because we see the scene with Darth Bane's spirit, because Yoda goes through one of the tombs, right? Yes. Um. It's... It's like a test of, I think, what's going on. And if you don't want spoilers for the Clone Wars, you can skip ahead a couple minutes. 
But what's going on is Dooku and Palpatine are basically attempting to put Yoda through like a vision trial that like tests and tries to turn him to the dark side. Um, and he does that by trying to like go to Morabon and figure that out. It's also part of his quest to figure out and learn about becoming a force ghost. Okay. Gotcha. I completely forgot. I It's been a while since I watched the Yoda Chronicles part of the Clone Wars. Yes. And then um, the Sith also built a tomb on Malachor um, in the center of the, of the temple. Sorry, they built a temple, not a tomb. They built a temple on Malachor. And at the center of the temple, there was a, actually a super weapon powered by a giant kyber crystal. And we do see this in Star Wars Rebels at the end of season two. Of, yeah, in season two. Because Maul gets introduced, reintroduced into the series with that. And also we get the first ever glimpse of a cross guard and just the planet of Malachor in general, which if you're having a Legends, Malachor has a very strong tie to the dark side. Yes. Well, Malachor 5 does. <laughs> and then... Um, we do know the Sith Empire and Jedi Knights fought on Malachor, but the super weapon was activated and it petrified the entire planet. So that's why when you do see those episodes in Clone Wars where everything is basically dead, it's because that super weapon was activated and basically killed the planet. Yes. And it's so interesting how, like, the way these tie over because the way the Sith temple operates on Malachor very much looks like the same way the Sith uh, temple operates on Exegol too. Oh, that is true. That's right. Yeah. And, and so, Re- and rebels was created, you know, years before rise of Skywalker came out too. Yes. Especially that Malachor episode is in season two. Yeah, that's true. God, that was 2014, 2015, I think is when Rebels. Yeah, somewhere around that. It was one of the first things Disney did. Yeah, yeah, was, uh, like, Rebels was one of the first things they did. Yeah, the well, first season came out before even uh, Force Awakens did. Oh, it did. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And then uh, another conflict that the Jedi and Sith fought were, was on Takodana. Uh, later, Maz Katana built her castle on top of the legendary battlefield, which I did go over a little bit um, on last week's episode, where Takodana actually had a significant place in the universe before that, before Force Awakens even happens. Uh, but we don't know too much about the battle only knowing that the jedi and sith had a major conflict there um and that's in the reason why maz built her castle on top of it is because she wanted to honor the force wielders who fought in that battle which i believe if you take a look at all the flags uh in front of her castle i believe there is a jedi order flag Somewhere in yes. there. there. There's like a hundred flags in that one scene. 
how old is Oz? Do we know? Oh, God. I don't know. Actually, I can look that up real fast. Let's see. She was, oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Maz Katana was born in 973 BBY. She's older. (laughs) She's older than Yoda. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She was a force sensitive as well. That's why what we get in Force Awakens, why she talks to Rey Rey like she did is because she knows of the force she knows of it and what it entails but yeah that's interesting i did not know she was older than yoda right and so like if we think about timeline a little bit like darth bane he does his whole thing around a thousand bby at least in the Mm -hmm. old legends books Mm -hmm. so maz has seen she was born right at like the republic entering it's like golden years yeah interesting yeah that that is interesting especially i'm curious if she knew yoda since she's lived that long um and then um funny enough i'm actually reading through the star wars high republic out of shadows book right now i'm like halfway through the book and uh master yaddle is in the book of all of the masters we get in the Star Wars universe, Master Yaddle, who first appeared only in one scene of episode one, is, has a tie-in into the Ohio Republic books. Yeah, there's a dialogue in Fallen Order about Yaddle. Um, so the pilot, Grease, and Seer Junda, they're having a conversation. And Grease, the pilot, is basically describing a jedi that is looks exactly like yoda and seer is like oh yeah master yoda was very well respected and grease is basically like master yoda nah i'm talking about master yaddle she was awesome (laughs) that's awesome and then um other than that uh we get the Sith infiltrated the Galactic Republic, which we do see in the prequel movies through episodes one and three, and led to the Republic's downfall. Um, and the Republic eventually, you know, became the Empire ruled by Sith. Yeah. Um, and like, there's also legend books on that time. Uh, if you're really curious about Palpatine and you just want, even though it's not canon, I do think these books give a lot of insight into Palpatine's character um, and just Is it's it like the Darth, the Darth Plagueis books. Mm-hmm. Um, the Plagueis books are pretty good or really good. Mm-hmm. You, you can, you get a good character development with Palpatine in those books that we don't really see in the films um, or really in the show. It shows his time as an apprentice and you see a, a good fair amount of why what he's doing and why he's doing it mm-hmm. plus you all you get his uh whole thing of immortality and all that because you know his yeah. master that was his whole entire master's obsession too right. 
which goes back to Darth Bane. Darth Bane is really the one that kind of starts this obsession with immortality. Mm-hmm. And it, it has to do with like, I don't want to spoil too much, but it has to do with like the legacy of the Sith. And so Bane pursues immortality basically because he doesn't think he'll find an apprentice worthy enough to succeed him. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to live forever until he finds one. And you'll have to read the books to find out if it works or not. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, no, I think that's all I really got for this week. Yeah. Um, I will say like next week, since it is the week of May the 4th, uh, we are going to be doing a special episode where we are going to go into Obi-Wan's history in the Legends, specifically Legends. Um, so everybody can see all the major differences are changing when the Obi-Wan show drops at the end of the month. Yeah. Which, which is I'm, exciting. I'm so excited for that show. I, I'm i probably going to go watch the trailer again after this just to get hyped again. <laughs> and we get the first two episodes. So we get two, we get a quarter oh, of the series. Yeah, we get the first two episodes on Friday, May 27th. Um, it was originally that Wednesday, but they did delay for two days because uh, Star Wars Celebration is that weekend. So we're going to get a bunch of star wars not only do we get obi-wan kenobi as a tv series and we get the first two episodes which are both hour-long episodes every episode is an hour they did say oh so so that's new yeah that's going to be awesome and then not only do we get that but in that entire weekend we're going to be getting star wars news galore all weekend long so it's going to be a good time is that celebration weekend yes Oh, it is. Yeah. Yes, Celebration are you, are Weekend. You going is going to Celebration? Now, God, I wish. It's in Anaheim. I, I know. It's too far. It, it's too far for me. I'm not going to. It's, it's, I would have had a book plane tickets like six months ago if I needed it, right. if I was going to go. Now, if it's in Chicago again, I would definitely go to Chicago. Yeah, we would probably do that. I lived in Chicago for a little bit, so it would be would not be undoable to get over there but yeah all right well that's all we've got thank you for listening and the, may the force be with you thank you for listening to holocron histories star wars canon versus legends you can find us on the robots radio discord at robotsradio.net you can also follow us on twitter at sw histories and contact us at holocron histories at gmail.com Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3CountThoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell.